Good morning and welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. I'm Nathan and joining me today is Craig. Good morning. And Susie. Hello. Welcome back everybody. Episode two of the new season. Aren't we regular? <laughs> um, right on time and everything. And the agenda says email feedback. We had some feedback that uh, Mike Dawson said, I will need to re-listen to your previous podcast to confirm this, but I think the audio of this new episode is the best you have had. Yay, it's only taken us how many years? (laughs) Well, it's not to say our old audio was terrible, just that this one is slightly better. (laughs) Yes, well, Um, I just needed you to move away from Auckland, Nathan. Exactly. Due in no small part to the fact that I'm recording in a nice... Uh, non-reflective room without you guys echoing up my microphone. Now we just need to get you guys in a um, recording studio or something. (laughs) Right. Although we tried that too, I suppose. Sure. Um, That was all the feedback, unless you guys have some other feedback. Uh, No. I think think we did get an email from somebody saying they were pleased to hear that we were back. Yay. Oh, good. We did not get an email from anybody saying they weren't pleased that we were back. (laughs) That's presumably (laughs) because they're just not listening. No corrections. There's a couple of notice board things. New Zealand Skeptics Conference 2017, etc, etc. Yes, well that's coming from two weeks time. So um, it'll be two weeks less one day because you're so fast and efficient at getting these podcasts out. (laughs) Be out tomorrow evening. Don't put that on me. (laughs) Don't try and create unreasonable expectations. Anyway, yes, so that's coming up in Wellington, 24th to 26th, 26th of November, and there is a strong possibility that we will, we will all be there. <gasps> Very possible. That's just shocking. Last chance to uh, buy tickets, no doubt, for those of us that haven't bought tickets yet, like Slackers. Oh, indeed. Well, maybe maybe we might be able to record a special episode at the conference at the itself. At conference. That would be good. Absolutely. Maybe and we might maybe be able to grab guess. somebody to interview. Or multiple yes, people. Yes, like Santa Maria or hmm. Brit Marie Hermes, yes. who I just saw. Or maybe even some of the rank and file that turn up at the conference. Hey, if you're a if you're a listener and you want to be on the podcast, send us a message or an email. Wow. And we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll have some guest hosts. Maybe some sort of competition or prize or something. We'll have a raffle. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> you're presuming we're that popular, Nathan. We're pretty popular. Come on. <laughs> I'm I'm popular. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you realise, Nathan, that um, that my offer of a hotel room for you only extends to you, not anybody <laughs> else who you happen to meet up with. At the oh, conference. good point. Oh, maybe I should get my own hotel <laughs> well, room I don't with that soundproofing. My, my head. <laughs> anyway, did you say the dates of the conference? Twenty fourth to the twenty sixth of November. Okay, just checking. Twenty seventeen. <laughs> conference dot skeptics dot nz. Yes, the tickets. Do you want to tell us some more of the speakers that are going to be there, other than the ones we know? Oh, people can go to the website. Are you saying you don't know off the top of your head? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, anyway. it looks like a, it's going to be an interesting... And it's at a nunnery. Yes. Ah, and I didn't get that when I saw the title. I was like, what? What are they? What? But it's actually at a nunnery. Yep. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't think there'll be any nuns there, Nathan. You don't? Oh, okay. No. Damn so Unless you want to come in fancy dress. <laughs> hey, maybe. So Susie's got a new thing. 
What's your yeah, new I thing, just, Susie? I just Tell snuck us. in a little thing on the notice board because, of course, Christmas is coming up. And if you're looking... Speaking of your new thing, I think I've got a, a an idea for the podcast image this year. This oh, month. okay. Cool. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, if you are looking for some intriguing Christmas gifts and you'd like to support either my lab or my latest venture, then um, there's uh, basically um, over the last few years, I've done all these sort of science art exhibitions where we've got artists to draw in glowing bacteria, and then we've taken photographs of them and put them um, up on the site called Redbubble. And then you can basically turn them into T-shirts and all those sorts of things. Um, And now we've also launched a company that's going to be selling the little kits so you can do painting with bacteria at home. So um, I will put the links up on the with the um, with the podcast. The company is Brightens.nz, so b r i g h t e n z dot sorry dot net, um, and you can sign up to see when we're releasing the latest kits. Fantastic. And then everything else is up on Redbubble. Yeah, it's got the coolest little cartoon of Susie on it. <laughs> so, what species of bacteria do you use? It's called Photobacterium. Right. I can't tell you the exact species. I won't <laughs> tell you the exact species. Photobacterium phosphorium, we'll call it. Okay. Um, yeah, this is the one that I isolated by sticking a Q-tip up a fish's butt Fantastic. several years ago. And it's... So it's all natural. And people are getting a bit upset about this. See, we have to say it's all natural. It's, it's no not GMOs genetic engineered no. because that's how we can send it around the country. Ah, right. <laughs> if it was genetically okay. engineered, then we couldn't. Um, what, so are there regulations for oh, yes. sending GMOs around the there's, country? Oh, Ooh. there's regulations for sending everything. The only reason we can send this one is because we isolated it in New Zealand. So if it had come from overseas, we wouldn't be able to send it anyway either. So this has been it isolated. It came from underseas though. Yeah, but, but from a New Zealand species of fish. Right. That fish had probably been all over the place. But anyway, um, so yeah, so we're allowed to sell them in New Zealand and overseas. We will be branch, branching out overseas at some point, but. At the moment, we're just trying to figure out which is the right courier to use, who doesn't leave things in places people can't find, etc. Um, but anyway. So no. have you got got stickers on the packages saying biological matter, do not leave in inappropriate places or something? <laughs> no, we Warning, well, I think we're going to have deadly to do bacteria. that. <laughs> or we have had a message from somebody going, uh, so my dog thought the bit was really interesting <laughs> and decided to eat it. Do I have to take them to the vet? We're like, oh. Uh, probably not. That'll be fine. If your dog starts glowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was, you know, when starting to think about what the FAQs might be, like, what do I do if my dog ate it? It's not one of the things I was thinking we'd have to um, plan right. for. But there you go. Well. How little I know. <laughs> if somebody else also asked that question, then it would become a frequently asked question. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how many dogs um, end up attracted to the glow. Cool. So That'd good be luck an interesting that research project. <laughs> yeah. Good job. News items. News item number one. Pope stubs out cigarette sales in Vatican. I didn't have anything really to say about this other than, is it the first line? The Holy Father has decided that the Vatican will cease to sell cigarettes to employees as of 2018, the Vatican said on a statement on Thursday. The reason is very so- simple. The Holy See cannot contribute to an activity that clearly damages the health of people. <laughs> Religion excluded. <laughs> but so they were allowed to sell them? Apparently. Or oh, I guess they had they had shops or something in the shops. Oh, here we go. A luxury duty-free shop 
opened in 2003. Oh, um, okay. They sell designer handbags and flat screen televisions, blah, blah, blah. And Employees cigarettes. and pensioners right. can shop there. Um, right, okay. And apparently they sold cigarettes. I guess it must have been a, a state run or whatever. Well, I, I guess it's better than uh, selling, um, what's that, peccadillos? Um, indulgences. Is that indulgences? Yeah. Okay. Which, I don't well, know. So in the old days, you, you used to be able to pay money and the Catholic Church would grant you exemptions for various uh, bad things that you uh, did. Well, they do that anyway, don't they? All you have to do is go and say you're sorry. Yes, but they used to charge for it. Yeah, well, and this well, so used to be anyway? like a, 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 an ongoing official <laughs> okay, <laughs> exemption. Oh, right, okay, okay. So rather than having to turn up afterwards and seek forgiveness, you just gave them some money and then you didn't have to bother seeking forgiveness. Yeah, they kind oh. of look the other way. Yeah. Right, right. Mm. Well, they kind of do that anyway. Anyway, that's... And wasn't that what the Reformation was all about? That the um, that was one of the big Martin issues. Martin Luther came was... along and nailed the 95 theses to the church door. That may actually be... That was 500 years ago. Me. Someone was saying the so, other day. He may not have actually nailed it to the door. Like, there might have been a notice board next to the door or something. <laughs> okay. It matters, but yeah. Um, no, I just thought that sentence was hilarious. I just wanted to read that out on the podcast. Yes, as opposed to all the other activities exactly. that they do contribute <laughs> yeah. to that damage the health of people. Yep. Precisely. That's it. Yep. That's all I wanted to say. Well, thank you, Nathan. <laughs> welcome. It's my job. So, second article <laughs> is about equally uh, in-depth. Is woman who was fired for flipping off Trump's motorcade. So a woman Yeah, I guess was... the pictures of this went, um, went viral, didn't it? The yes. woman... Um, she was just on her bike, uh, walk, uh, driving yeah. past, the, or they drove past her, I guess. Cycling, and she's in like, fact. Yes, she was on her bike, riding, cycling. And um, she... Gave, I thought gave she was Trump... just indicating that she wanted to turn left. <laughs> <laughs> with, with one finger. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, unbeknownst to her, someone took a photo of it, from a photo of her from behind. And that photo went viral. And then she stuck it on her Facebook page or something. As a cover photo. Yep. As a cover photo. She got called in to a meeting and they said that she'd violated the company's social media policy. Yes. And they fired her. So her Why? employer was a government contractor. The employer was a government contractor. But her social media pages do not mention the fact that she works for this company at all. What's the writing on her T-shirt? Does, is that for the company? Is she wearing a company Ooh, T-shirt? Oh, I don't know. I can't see it from this picture. doesn't look like it. I don't know how much I can well, zoom in Yeah, no, I've zoomed in, but... It's yeah, a pretty it's, crappy it's, picture. The resolution is too low to be able to actually read. It's definitely some sort of logo. Yeah, it's some logo and sort of a dark green. It's got some text underneath it, but... Yeah, it's not I their can logo. Read, I can read the They're... number plates on the, uh, <laughs> on the cars, but not the text underneath Their the logo. company has got a blue um, blue logo, so oh, it's, she's not you. wearing company. So there should be, I mean, this is this is just bullshit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Full, There's absolutely no reason. Nope. No, but of course, a lot of states in the US have these employment at will laws. And so basically is... a company can just fire you for anything yep. they like. And the most annoying thing, what apparently, is that a male colleague kept his job after recently posting lewd comments on his Facebook page, which featured the company as his cover photo. The, com the colleague <laughs> was reprimanded, reprimanded for calling someone a fucking libtard arsehole on Facebook. Um, he was allowed to keep delete the post and keep his job. 
That's presumably because what he he's a he's a Probably. Republican and a man <laughs> by the by the look huh. of the, what he was talking yeah. about. And there's a great meme here, a cartoon of someone turning left, turning right, stopping, greeting the president. Greeting the president. <laughs> and I wasn't really going to use yes. your cartoon as our podcast picture. I think I'd probably use that one. <laughs> she flipped uh, off the motorcade nice. well, a number of times. She added. Excellent. She had no yes. regrets. Well, no doubt, because she's uh, had all this publicity, she'll have no trouble finding another job. Well, she also has a um, apparently a GoFundMe campaign to help her raise money while she looks for another job. And she has raised $51,000 in nice. four days. So she. <laughs> wow. So what would that be? I mean, that's like, that would well, be way 80, more 80, than 000, the, the... And that's, well, that's 80,000 New Zealand dollars, something like that. Would like that would be way more than more the than, mean... Or the average, average yeah, income in the US. She does average. work for a defence contractor, so she could be in a highly paid position. But that's got to be a year's salary. No, she well, she was the comms person. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it say she'd been working there for six I months? Didn't see that. Communications. Uh, right. Worked in marketing and communications for just over six months. That is interesting. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's yeah, done yeah. a great job though I, of, of raising the profile of the company. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, she should, fact, get, a, she should get a job back and yes. a bonus. Exactly. <laughs> Although it, you would wonder what why a defence contractor needs um, marketing and communications. Every company needs marketing no, and communications. Honestly, <laughs> so that they can exactly quite, because, quite because clearly like they don't now. know how to handle their their, <laughs> um, their media by themselves. Case in point. Okay, yeah. so there's your little lighthearted. Anyway, congratulations. Her name is, her name is Julie Briskman. Well done, Julie Briskman. We salute you from uh, the other side. <laughs> of the a one finger salute, more than one finger. <laughs> a fist pump. A bit. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fist pump. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the next news item is a Canadian official mocking astrology and creationism. So this is the Governor General of Canada. Canada all all up, just gets one Governor General. She's newly appointed, and apparently she used to be a flipping astronaut, amongst many other things. A what? Yeah, the picture of her is awesome. Um, Wow. She basically said... So many people... Is that that really the case, though? I mean, I've, I've posed for photos like that. With my head in an astronaut. No, no, it literally says she's. Well, she flew on two space shuttle missions in 1999 and 2009. Oh, okay. Anyway, so she's super <laughs> awesome. Anyway, um, and it's it's the governor general, of course, is a uh, it's an appointed position, so she's not high, not um, elected she's or anything. A, she's the representative of the uh, queen. She's effectively, yeah, the representative of the queen. So she doesn't. I don't know what she actually does on a day to day basis, but. Well, who knows Just, what the Queen does? Like, does it goes to yeah, dinners right. and what a great job! You know, sits like on that job. sits on boards of charities and is a patron yeah. for charities and trusts and things. Well, at least that's the one Al. That's what yes. Al one does. Well, you've met more than I have, so uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, so, one of the quotes she said: "So many people still believe, want to believe that maybe taking a sugar pill will cure cancer, and that your future and your personality can be determined by looking at planets." coming in front of invented constellations during a speech. In a reference to creationists, she said, we're still debating and still questioning whether life was divine intervention or whether it came from the natural random processes of Darwinian natural selection. Only part of that was a quote, the last bit I think was an extrapolation. But um, yeah, and some people are going mad and nuts about it. Can I say nuts? I shouldn't say nuts. People are very angry about it. 
Oh, and climate change. Can you believe that still today in learned society and houses of government, unfortunately, we're still debating and still questioning whether humans have a role in the earth warming up or whether even the earth is warming up, period. And uh, she's known, she's done this before, apparently. Just fantastic. Great story. Cool. So I wonder what actually prompted her to speak out about She was talking at a conference at a, um, she was talking at the... Oh, it's, uh, oh, la, 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 so Canada's Canadian Science, Science Policy, Policy Conference. Conference. So okay. she was speaking to a group who would. I got the okay. impression from right. somewhere that she was maybe answering questions or something, but uh, it doesn't say that in this article here. So um, I don't know. You may have to watch the video to find out. But yes. Well, it does say she's said it. Yes, yes. She she's certainly, um, certainly known for saying those sorts of things, which is great and good for her. And. Uh, that has made people mad. Indeed. Um, I don't see any actual quotes here from anyone that... Our conservative leaders, blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to read it out. It's so pointless. Yeah. Anyway, that, I mean, this is nice that people in positions of power... Is that a really right word? Well, that's that? the thing. She's not necessarily um, in a position of power, but she is a... I guess she's a government official, which is good. Um, she may not have an ability to actually do anything, but she has a large platform. So it's good mm. that she's speaking out. And we Indeed. need more of it. More people who know what they're talking about in government, Indeed. obviously. Uh, we haven't got anyone's names next to these Ken Ham ones. Should I just read them out and tell you what's going on? Tell us all about Ken So, Ken Ham. You know you want to. Is a, was he an Australian, isn't he? Anyway, everyone knows who From Ken Queensland. Ham is. If you don't know who Ken Ham is, look it up. I think every I think it's safe to assume that everybody listening to this <laughs> podcast knows who Ken Ham is. Very, very probably. Uh, creationist Ken Ham, clearly forgetting to drink his coffee this morning, blah, blah, blah. Ken Ham says, Atheists are not only religious zealots, most are extremely intolerant of and hateful towards Christians. They want Christianity outlawed. There's no full stop at the end of that sentence, but it feels like there should be. So this is his reaction, as uh, Hemet Meta says, to atheists asking for neutrality from the government involving religion, uh, which, of course, in Ken Ham's mind, is uh, atheists wanting Christian Christianity banned. In fairness to Ken Ham, I mean, the atheist community obviously has its own issues and is rather intolerant of all sorts of things too. There are certainly people within but, the atheist um, community who do not speak for Indeed. me personally as an atheist. Yes, absolutely. But I don't know that actually, many of it... them are actually asking for Christianity to be banned. I'd be very surprised. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you can find I... some, I'd love to see it. Okay. Uh, what's Dawkins have to say on the matter? Well, so, but, so Ken Ham is claiming that they want Christ, that atheists Only want Christianity, Christianity outlawed. Right. So that it would, so that literally means that it would be illegal to be a Christian. I don't right. think there's okay. anybody okay. No, that you're right. is calling for that. Certainly, okay. all the American atheists I've ever heard talking about the topic are very, very much in favour of strict interpretation and enforcement of the Second Amendment, which is the Second Amendment, right? right? No, that's Isn't the that guns. That's Amendment. the guns. First Amendment, then. <laughs> Fuck, I have to look it up now. It's First Amendment, isn't it? <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Buddy cat just walked across our laptop. <laughs> Did you not train your cat not to walk across? So hang on, hang on. Which is the amendment about the freedom of speech? Isn't that First, first amendment. amendment? I think it's the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment, and it is. 
So the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment is that the government will not free exercise of... Well, well, basically, it's something about that they will not pass any law that um, prevents the free exercise of religion. Free exercise of religion. Or establish the establish a religion. Yeah. So, so, they, so they that's been interpreted as, as not, the government not being able to fund any religious activity. So that means that schools and government departments and so on can't uh, favour any one religion. And so you can't have yep. prayers in school because school teachers and so on and facilities well, are paid for by the government. Just be very strict about and, that wording, though. People can pray in school. Sure, yes, but they, you can't, but have, a, you can't have a school yeah, can't have a school official can't. lead a public prayer. Or pray in, in as part of an official. No. Um, and things like Ten Commandments monuments on courthouses, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. Um, unless they're going to allow all religions and non-religions to also put up monuments, which is one of the things that the Freedom from Religion Foundation and the Satanists are always doing, where they come in and say, "Well, look, you've got this." nativity scene so we're going to put our nativity scene in as well mm. and their nativity scene is the um declaration of independence being in a in a manger surrounded by the founding fathers and so forth <laughs> and the satanist is a is a statue of baphomet or what's really the okay of course the crazy um christian fundamentalists actually want to claim that the um the amendment to the constitution actually only went one way in that it, it meant that it's it only that it meant that the government yeah. wasn't allowed to interfere with religion um and and it didn't say anything about that the government couldn't spend money on religion ah. uh, yeah but anyway i think that's just a uh, a stupid extreme interpretation I mean, and and they would even claim that it's actually not in the constitution and that it's in only in a letter that um What's his name? Wrote to the Danbury Baptists. Who was who was the the guy who wrote that? Was Jefferson? It was, I think. Uh, yeah, Jefferson or Franklin or something. Yeah. So it's technically um, not in the Constitution, but of course the yeah. What well, their argument is, and it's quite ridiculous. The words "separation of church and state" yeah, don't appear in that order. Are not in the Constitution. Mm. But that's not the point. The point is separation of church and state refers to the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. Just because the words aren't in there doesn't mean it doesn't accurately describe the intention of that yeah. that, um, that amendment. Yes. It's, anyway. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous arguments. Of course it is. One of the many that Ken Ham, um, Ken Ham has. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Well, so so the, the next one um, was oh, this is Craig's one. You want to talk about this one? Yeah. So, um, so there's another thing that Ken Han was blown up about. So recently, um, he has been it's been publicly announced that he has been invited to speak at the Alberta Homeschooling Association as their keynote speaker, and so uh, various people are up in arms about that, including a guy by the name of Paul Enns. Uh, so Paul Enns is a Canadian who used to be a fundamentalist Christian young earth creationist and he claims that Ken Ham made him an atheist because he went and actually, uh, he, he was essentially indoctrinated from a young age on 
young earth creationist um, materials and grew up believing it and 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 then he decided one day that he should go and have a look and see what the other side was saying what the secular responses were to these arguments and that basically opened his eyes and uh, so the upshot of that is he's claiming that Ken Ham essentially made him an atheist. So this is a good thing then? This is a good thing, yes. yes. And so he has this YouTube channel where he's essentially um, done a very good job of pulling apart a lot of the arguments that Ken Ham and his Answers in Genesis mystery, uh, ministry um, promote. Uh, so I, I would definitely recommend anybody having a look at those videos. But the interesting thing to me was that the article that actually wrote about this that was published by the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation actually made direct reference to um, this YouTube channel. Uh, and so I thought, well, Ken Ham probably doesn't want his followers to go and look at this YouTube channel. And so he probably won't actually post about this. But to my surprise, he actually did. Huh. And if you actually go and read the comments on Ken Ham's post, it's like... Uh, uh, you're being attacked. Um, we love you. Yeah. We um, we don't care what anybody else says. All these um, secularists are intolerant. Um, the guy can't have been a true Christian if he uh, now oh, yes. says he's yes. a, an atheist. <laughs> so it it's the no no true stop, Scotsman argument thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just people are in their bubble, and uh, no amount of information in general will make them question their beliefs or, or change their mind well that that's what people like ken ham play on really that oh, they, yeah. they know that their followers are indoctrinated and they will lap up everything they say and perceive every, any attack as a, a personal attack and and yeah yeah you say that but you know someone who used to be a young well yes but and you, a big you fan are of, an outlier of clean ham yeah <laughs> You are an odd one in the bunch. I am yes. pretty odd. In many respects, Nathan. <laughs> yes. But yes, yes, you are an outlier. I don't think there are too many people who actually uh, prepare to change their mind, particularly when they've been indoctrinated from a very early age. Into a There's an interesting question, actually, that I was going to put on the um, things we should talk about in pub talk, is I don't see how in this day and age it's possible to be a rational person who cares about the truth and to still be religious. There's no shortage of information and opposing ideas and well-thought-out arguments and counter-arguments. If someone simply goes on YouTube, just to pick nothing else, you just go on YouTube and look for videos, there's plenty of things out there that if you were actually truly interested in learning the truth, yeah, but a lot You'd of people be... are not actually well, interested that's, that's, in learning the that's, truth. I guess that, that's my argument. That actually that... maybe they feel like they want a community and, you know, this they're quite happy with the idea that, um, you know, it, this other purpose that, you know, sort of suggests they, they should do good, that they're sort of happy with all of that stuff. I mean, I don't understand it either. But oh, I can... Yeah, it just baffles me, that whole mindset of, you know, this guy has interesting arguments, but I'm just not going to listen to it because I'd rather believe the thing that makes me comfortable. Yeah, strange. I, I think I think the arguments that these fundamentalists make 
um, tend to uh, to sort of insulate people from the truth anyway because yes. they say, well, um, the, there are no facts that are brute facts. They are always open to interpretation. And there are, can be multiple interpretations of these facts, and um, and our interpretation is based upon the starting point of the Bible being true, and therefore this is what the conclusion that we come up to, uh, come up with, and um, that's as equally as valid as what the science says. Yeah. And and of course, if somebody really looks at deeply into the arguments, that they will, they will see how flawed they actually are, and how. Um, how, how biased they are and and how in particular young earth creationism tends to ignore most of the facts um i mean i'll be the first to admit that the arguments from the apologist sound very reasonable if you only listen to their side of the argument yeah and all it took for me was a year on the internet and we didn't really even have youtube back then i don't think it was mostly just the james randy forums mm-hmm. and yeah anyway not to sidetrack the whole discussion but it baffles me. I don't understand. Well, the sidetracks are often yeah, but, the most interesting part. But yeah. also, I mean, I think I think things are becoming more difficult now, right? Because if people still want a sense of community, um, and a, and a, and the the churches provide this, and you know, many non-religious sort of, I mean, people we don't really have much of this and some of our communities are are toxic places Mm. if you're not a young white man basically or even an old white man or even an old white man yeah yeah, middle-aged white man um white man and so you know that must be that's it's yeah i can kind of see the appeal of people who don't really believe all the actual stuff but but they like the community yeah yeah. yeah. See, and that's this is another thing where I well, it's, it's not just not liking the community, but people, so. sorry, I talked over you, Nathan. But I, I but I think it's um, strong peer pressure to actually belong to that community. Like in in the states, everybody in at least in small communities wants to know wh- which church you attend, and mm-hmm. so it must be very difficult actually not being a believer in those communities and saying, well, actually, I don't go to church. Um, there's that, that's a good point. There are fewer long. people. If you're not religious in America, there's much less chance you're just going to bump into people who are also not religious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unlike over here, where I have, in fact, be fair to say, most of the people I'm friends with aren't particularly religious or are atheists and skeptics. Mm. But then again, things like Facebook help with that as well. I mean, and then yeah, someone in well, America there's, can there's, be is, friends with people who are atheists, just that it's not sure, in the same place. The, there is, yeah, there, I mean, there are these online communities, but, but again, they, those they are, don't those really are, replace actual human contact. Well, and well, have their big problems. If you're into actual human contact, I suppose. <laughs> even just civil contact. Yeah, I'm just on a yes. Okay. Now, you know, if you come to the conference, Nathan, you're actually going to be able to talk to other people. That's fine. I just sit in the corner and put my headphones on and read a book. I'll be fine. Right. Okay. I think we've done Ken Ham to death. Yeah. yeah. That's that's Absolutely. our Ken's for the, uh, for the next couple of months, I think, at least. So, Craig, tell us about the three types of atheists. Okay. So, there was an article that was published on skeptic.com that... 
identifies three basic categories of atheistic belief. So tell me which one you think you belong in or if you don't belong in any of them. So the first one is non-belief in a deity without taking any position on the issue. Second one is agnostic atheism where you are expressing disbelief to some degree without a claim of knowledge. So you are essentially skeptical of the existence of a deity. And the third one they classify as Gnostic atheism. So firmly rejecting the existence of a deity and claiming to have knowledge or proof that no deity exists, which they say is dogmatism. Right. Well, hmm. yeah. So, <coughs> well, that's I mean, pretty easy. I, would you say that you are firmly in any of those categories? Not firmly. I'd say yeah. in general I'm, I'm an agnostic atheist, but I can say I'm Gnostic atheist about certain specific well-defined gods for example yeah. the god of the bible is pretty much logistically uh, logically impossible and so many so much overwhelming evidence against that's probably not fair to say but the evidence right but suggests i but i that, think i think that comes down to the individual believer and how they individually understand um th their god to be because there are plenty of people who uh, claim to be Christians who would then say that God exists and but they have a different conception of God than say a literalist sure. literalist would have and that's what so I think it actually does come down to the individual how they define God so you now that's so you could say yes well I, I I'm category three Gnostic atheism and that I I firmly reject the existence of deity and I claim to know that the particular God in my mind, that I, that I have imagined that I believe the Bible describes does not exist. Well, that's that's the scenario where I'm I'm a, a militant, militant agnostic. Agnostic. I don't know, and neither do you. So I'm saying I I can be gnostically atheistic about very specific gods that can be easily disproved. Yeah. But in general, I'm agnostic. I just simply yes. I'm not convinced by the evidence. Right, right. So I, I think I think that should be the position that most people adopt. I think it probably is from a theoretical perspective that you that you cannot know for certain, yes. um, but until some uh, evidence is presented that should make you to believe, then um, you should disbelieve, or potentially some sort of evidence that would prove change disbelief. your mind. I don't know if that, what sort yeah. of evidence that would be, but. Mm. theoretically possible I think Susie you didn't yeah. chime in there I, I just so I'm just kind of reading the article it's basically so they they looked at um, 666 participants which they <laughs> say is purely coincidental <laughs> number <laughs> that's pretty funny to see um, yeah so to see whether they believed in God and then ask them these other questions and um, so getting back to the thing we were talking about a little bit earlier though that they um, one of their findings was that um, of the uh, the people so they had of their non-believers you know, a huge number of them uh, obviously also didn't have a religious affiliation but 13% did so that sort of that idea of there are still there are people who are essentially religious but who, who are non-believers. Huh. Hmm. That, that is weird, isn't it? Well, it's not weird at all. If oh, your yeah. reason for 
for having a religious affiliation is all of the social and oh, the cultural yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. But actually nothing okay. to do with the belief. Yeah, right, right. So, sure. Yeah. Okay, if that's how you define, yeah, I guess that's how you define a religious affiliation, yeah. that you say that you uh, belong to this church or you would ca- yeah. categorize, categorize yourself as Christian even if you don't actually Yeah, it's a religious affiliation right. rather than a statement of actual belief. Hmm. A cultural yeah. affiliation, Yeah, cultural perhaps. religion, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Anyway, so yes, it would. Although I also find their findings. So they said that the majority of atheists in their survey were skeptical, not dogmatic. (laughs) Maybe it's just the dogmatic ones who get all the, who are the ones who appear mostly (laughs) online about various things, or they're they're dogmatic about all sorts of stuff. I don't know <laughs> that we're listening to the same atheists, to be honest, because all of the atheists that I've heard or seen speak have all been, or at least maybe I've just assumed, if they haven't outright stated it, that they are agnostic, you know. No, um, yeah, but, Nathan, but I'm a, talking about the wider stuff. About dogmatic, about other things. That, that Yes, yeah, okay. that people get involved yeah, in, and that yeah, they yeah. can be skeptical about religion, but, not skeptical but then about, and they have a whole heap yeah. of other biases about other sure. stuff that you know. Once you prevent, present evidence of, they're like, yeah, "This they're is contrary raging, to my beliefs." They're so, raging misogynists. Yeah, those, those kinds of yes. things. Okay, carry on. Yeah, that's no, just that was kind of interesting. Right. Fascinating. Okay. Anyway, it's a good article. So, pub talk. Yeah. Well, what I wanted to talk about was. Um, this story that is coming out at the moment. Hang on, I've got to find it. <laughs> the story I want to talk about is um, Judge Roy Moore, who's the Republican candidate for Alabama's upcoming special Senate election. And um, the stories are circulating at the moment that he um, basically pursued teenagers as young as 14 when he was in his 30s and a district attorney. In fact, the lady who is making the accusations is uh says that it sounds like she was uh outside the court with her mum it might have been some kind of divorce hearing or something and he came up and said hi to them and then um said to the mum oh do you want to go in and i'll i'll basically look after your daughter and then got her number and then started calling her and organize you know and basically arranging to meet her taking her back to his um home uh, and then touching her inappropriately um and this happened several times and then she sort of said she didn't want to see him kind of thing um and so so he's like 70 now or something um and uh she was so the woman who's making this um uh, has come forward was 14 at the time and the basically the there were very some very uh prominent strong people who are standing up for him um basically one of the arguments is that uh this is kind of nothing they didn't have sex um and actually you know um mary was a teenager when joseph met her (laughs) and hey she had jesus so uh the thing i want to talk about is i've been reading a bit about this and following some people on twitter who've been talking a lot about this whole um thing and their point is that actually this is a, um, I mean, there are all these prominent, uh, quite religious people coming forward and saying, you know, this isn't an issue. They're not having sex. Um, but it's actually a big thing in certain, in certainly in evangelical, many evangelical uh, sides of Christianity of essentially grooming teenagers uh, for older men 
because they will make compliant wives. So if you take these young girls who are, you know, 14, who've essentially got no life experience, you know, they are then, they, you know, they, they're basically groomed by these men and then married off sort of as soon as, uh, as they're allowed. Um, and, and this, you know, this will be the only sexual partner they've had. It'll be, uh, basically a way to mold this woman into the kind of wife they want to have and it's just a an awful thought um and one of the people who was tweeting said um that florida has no minimum age for child marriage as long as the girl is pregnant so wow yeah um california has no minimum age at all but presumably there's consent laws that surely yeah so you so you basically need to get the parents consent and the judge's consent oh, so you no can no just go... but i'm talking about the age of consent for having sex so how, oh. how does a how does an, an underage right. woman so, get pregnant without there being consequences right. for that but obviously if they marry there's and there's no charges pressed then so within these communities like basically yeah, they can commit felony rape, I guess, of right. a minor, but it's n- not. They can then marry her, and it's fine yeah. if nobody complains. It's weird. I, d- I don't get it. Right. Um, and this is the Christian Taliban, basically. Well, yeah, and apparently there was one of the states was trying to ban child marriage a little while ago, but basically the Christians said no, and so wow. it got vetoed. And I think somebody else just said there's some country now. Like Nigeria or something just voted basically to um, there's some African country that basically just said yeah no more child marriage and uh, and yet it's illegal in all of these places in the US so it's legal, legal. Le- yeah, yeah. So I said, right. it is legal it is legal you just need to find a judge and 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 I guess the the point about these communities is that the parents are fine about it they are grooming their children to be their daughters to be these compliant wives and baby yeah. machines mm-hmm. and it's just yeah it's awful but there's some really interesting like they have some really interesting language as well that they've been talking about on twitter so that they're that it's courting you know so dating is the thing that yes. is, and there's the purity pledges yeah that, yeah that I'm going to remain a virgin until I'm yeah. married. and and yeah. So they start this courting thing, which is the grooming essentially at, you know, 14 and they're all 13 and then we'll marry them at 15 or 16 kind of thing. Right. Ugh, it's just gross. Really gross. Hmm. Anyway, so, so yeah, what would you, what do you guys have at, to add to that? I think you said everything I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, on a, re- on a related, perhaps related uh, matter, I read this morning that there there is a mother and daughter in the states somewhere that have been charged with incest because they were in a relationship, which to me sounds kind of weird. So the mo- mother and daughter, I believe, were uh, separated somehow. Right. I think perhaps through adoption, and so they have recently found each other again. Um, and they're now in this sexual relationship, which seems weird, but they now because they're because it's homosexual. No, no, because they're mother and daughter. So the mother and daughter are having a sexual relationship. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, what are you struggling with? Um, so that that, that no, should no, be no, the well, definition well, of incest, or? Well, I'm I'm saying that I don't believe that that should be called incest. But isn't incest just having a sexual relationship with your parent or a close relative? 
So why? Well, so, why is no, this no, homosexual? Okay, okay, okay. So well, let's let's find out what is the definition of incest. Okay, okay. Can I, so yes, I, I believe. Here's what so, I no, 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 hang on. The point that I'm driving at here is that even though it is technically incest, I don't think that that particular relationship should be illegal. Um, illegal as long as the um, power imbalance. Yeah, there's no power is, imbalance. Is not and there's such. no because there's going to be no inbreeding. No inbreeding. Is yeah, that exactly. What you're because saying? it because technically they can't produce offspring that would be uh, disadvantaged by the fact that it was the union of close relatives. Right. So therefore, I don't think that they should have been charged with incest. I think it is the, an odd. Law, it is an odd case. Yes. Yes. Because I mean, there's reasons why incest is illegal, theoretically. Yes. And it is and due it, to those things. It is the power imbalance and the danger of uh, of mutations and so forth. Hmm. Although one could make the argument that with modern contraception, <laughs> yeah, if you were too. intending to not have uh, children, then it should be perfectly fine that if you want to have this weird relationship with your I, I haven't, with a sibling I haven't, I, or a cousin. I need time or, to process this. I haven't really thought much about incest. Mm, apparently, enough. this is actually um, this is actually not an uncommon thing either, where uh, siblings or parents and children are separated early in life and then meet up later. And because of the, I don't know what you call it, the, um, you know, you, you, you have familiar features of this person who looks a little bit like you. And this mm, is actually right. something that happens quite often where a um, an attraction occurs and in some cases relationships. Yeah, I saw a documentary about it ages ago. I can't remember much more than that. Right. But apparently it's a thing. Well, it is quite common for spouses to look like each other. That too. <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps there is some attraction there that is because of kind of falling in love with yourself perhaps yes that's exactly <laughs> what it is but this is complicated right because it is the whole power thing and so um there might be people who are in consenting relationships who don't who who it's sort of a grooming thing, right? Who, yeah. who actually, yeah. Yeah. it's not really a consenting relationship. Right. But I think in terms of the ages here, I think the mother was 44 and the daughter was 26. Yeah. So you'd think at that, that sort of, sort of the, the fact that the daughter is 26 is probably not a sort of an imbalance of power. Oh, you can but, have an imbalance yeah, I was gonna of power say, you, at, you, at all ages. You have to take okay. it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. It's the sort of thing you, you need to take case by case. Financial things. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, but okay, So, but that's the interesting thing, right, then. So what um, – it, it is a societal taboo, mm. I guess. The justification is the – Is the, the, the technical, the te- – the, 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 Possibility of uh, mutated Mutation, offspring, yeah. Uh, yeah, or power stuff. But I guess you can have those power imbalances, as we've seen. <laughs> actually, those power imbalances everywhere, right? So, you could argue that that um, should actually be the law. The law should be where there is a power imbalance, unless just automatic incest is always wrong. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the, uh, this is this is um, this is uh, this is not where I was expecting this discussion to go. Mm. <laughs> Mind blowing gift. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, not. I'm not even sure how. 
Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, but I just well, thought that it's it it is. I I found it odd that they would be charged with incest. Yeah, mm. you'd argue as well as, so that, as this is so a kind of relates to what we were talking about. Oh, they're probably in some trailer park in the states. Yeah. Oh, that's a little bit. <laughs> oh, honestly, Craig. Sorry. Craig. I'm disappointed that, that was, in you, Craig. That was, that's how bad what you did is just disappointed, is. which is really saying something, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, um, oh, this this actually kind of relates to what you were just talk, we were just talking about with the last audit with the um, what's his face is who exactly is more. pushing uh, pressing charges in this case? It's well, if, not nobody's pressing charges. Well, been I believe and charged, it's they? just that. So well, hang oh on, no, hang sorry, on. So, the, yeah, yeah, sorry, you're talking right, so about woman, the woman, the woman twenty six pleads versus, guilty to incest for marrying her biological mother forty four. After the two reunited, reunited three years ago and hit it off. Uh, it's in Oklahoma. Oh wow! So then yeah. the irony of it being Oklahoma and <laughs> so that'll just be because it's basically a lesbian relationship. So they're all kind of like, oh, right. that's gross. Well, interesting though, they just they just got ten years probation. Right, she didn't actually. So it's a slap um, on the wrist. Get sent to jail or anything? Hmm. Yeah. But that's that's the question. There is is someone is pressed charges on that, presumably the the state or the government or whatever, versus Susie's story, where it's because they married each other. Yeah, yeah, they actually married each right. other. So uh, they married in t- March 2016 after the mother convinced her daughter that they weren't breaking the law. Yeah. Oh, so they were breaking the law by getting oh, married. And Patricia was previously married to one of her sons. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, well, then, okay, this is <laughs> fucked up. Right. <laughs> okay. So do the uh, completely unnecessary sceptical podcast does not endorse incest <laughs> or marrying relatives <laughs> or anything that this woman is doing or any of her family. So this sounds like a power yeah, it probably, thing. Yeah, it possibly is. Well, possibly it is then, yeah. Okay. Maybe she's just got so, a thing for... But then why is the, why is the mum not being... Why is it the... The mum is, I guess, so they've both been charged. The mum's been pleaded, the mum's pleaded not guilty. But what happens, what's happened to her son? Are you allowed to marry your son in Oklahoma, but not your daughter? No comment. <laughs> I'm just kind of curious well, about this. It says that the marriage to her son was annulled in 2010. Um... Yeah, seems odd. I I am reading this on the Daily Mail oh, for site, fuck's so <laughs> I can't. <laughs> if anybody has this any thoughts, send us a message and we'll talk about it if you want us to go on more <laughs> next time. Uh, it's not just on the Daily Mail. It's on the Independent. Um, Are those both UK papers, though? Interesting. <sighs> mm. Okay. Anyway, so let's, let's carry on. New Zealand. Oh. What? Oh, yes, we've still got New Zealand and stuff to Debea's, do. And Debia's Julius too. devices. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Okay, Libby well, anyway, so What's this about, you guys? I don't know this one. She's the biochemist who... Um, that's why she's doctor. She's not a medical I doctor see. at all. And she is um, uh, 
she's the one who d- gives out all the health advice. And I think, she, hasn't she, she's just written a book or something, What Am I Supposed to Eat? And apparently it's been lots of, it's been recalled because she uses the term mongolism. Ah, which I'm sure is not an official um, term anymore. That had its use in the 60s, I think, after um, people complained about it being an extremely racist term. So what what it says in the book, Since folate is required by the body to facilitate cell division, a process that begins immediately after conception, if this nutrient is deficient, there is a much higher risk of abnormal synthesis of DNA and congenital abnormalities, including neural tube defects, spina bifida, deformed limbs, and mongolism. How old is Dr. She Lily said she Weaver? thought the twenties, uh, thirties. So there's no real 30s, excuse for thirties, probably mid thirties. Still current technology. Uh, she no said technology. she thought it was a medical word. She thought. There you go. See, she's not a doctor. Well, she's obviously a doctor. She's I was going to say she's um, a PhD. inverted commas doctor. She's not a medical Susie. doctor. What do you? Uh... She's not a medical doctor, which is the sort of thing that she gives this air of. Yes, I can do medical stuff. Um, Although this is probably the one bit of her book that's actually right, which is, you know, you should have folate when you're pregnant. But anyway, right. there you go. Wow, fantastic. Um, yeah, so that, that for the pulp, I guess. So um, the bigger controversy about this, as well as the content of a book, though, is that it appears that there is some plagiarism going on. Oh, I didn't know that. Book. Oh, really? <gasps> oh. No. Oh, well. Oh, okay. Well, you heard it here first, but it's been all over the New Zealand Skeptics um, book. But uh, so Mark Honeychurch. Has uh, he found? Well, he has reported it. Um, he, he put together a document that actually compares uh, the, some of the text of her book with uh, an article or another book that she did not write um, somewhere on the internet. Let me Let me just find this. So she's had to recall two books in the last 24 hours or something? Or in the last few days? Beams. Oh, no, she's recalling another book that also uses the word mongolism. Right. So she's done two of those things. Right, okay, um, so... No, okay, so it's a um, IT worker Thomas Beagle yep. Googled the paragraph in question and discovered passages in the book what am I supposed to eat? Bear a very close resemblance to work published by different authors. Huh. Hmm. Uh, turns out the very paragraph which has got the term mongolism is almost identical to an article published in 1997. Yes. Something else. And Did so the other article have the word mongolism in it? Yes. Ah, okay. It does. And so in another part of her book, there was... Um, a list of things about uh, sort of protecting your children from um, unrealistic images on the internet and, and so on, which was, it seems, plagiarized from um, a completely different source. Um, huh. So it sounds like it's possible that Dr. Libby, as she calls herself, uh, has put her book together from other people's work yes. I guess isn't that called crowdsourcing <laughs> <laughs> well only if they agree to it I think. Yeah, so, so then you call Mark, yourself an editor <laughs> right so Mark Honeychurch cleverly put together a uh, 
a document which shows the source text of both the original uh, book that was supposedly used as the source and Dr. Libby's book and shows the common text in green and the different text in red and it uh, does seem quite apparent that there is uh, plagiarism going on, Susie, if you can see that. Ooh, there's quite a lot. Yeah. Yes. So the red bit bits are where they differ. Wow, um, okay. So, yeah. So, she's not just a... Yeah. So, moving on. All right. Yep. So, Malik, I assume that's Susie wants to talk about uh, it. No, that wasn't me, actually. Um <gasps> Oh, just a comment that uh, that there are 754 cases of mumps in Auckland, uh, and it seems to be the generation of people that were most affected by uh, Andrew Wakefield's Uh, expose in the 90s that Mm. um, have not been vaccinated, and so people are now getting mumps because they weren't vaccinated against it. Fallout from that still. Yeah. People between ten and twenty nine uh, seem to be most at risk. They're calling it a the worst yeah. mumps outbreak in twenty three years. It's just get your vaccinations. Yeah, well, and this one also requires several of them, right? You have to have like three or four for the MMR. So yeah, yeah. There you go. Yep. Anyway, what is the, um, vets. NVA, the vets? Yeah, so the New Zealand Vet Association ah, right. have put out a press release um, because they have uh, had sort of a consultation going on for a little while about the use of complementary and alternative treatments by vets. And they've basically said, don't and do so it, it's all they've been, well, well, wouldn't that be wonderful? Ah. Um, so they've basically been coming up with a policy and that's what people have been discussing for a while. And so they so they used to have a policy, um, and now they've updated it essentially. And so it's just been passed by the standards committee and ratified by the board. Um, and so uh, the policy is basically the that um, these things should only be done under the care of a vet. So essentially, um, so so there's so there's vets, including ones that I know, who are like. Ah, this is ridiculous. You know, brand new medicine should be um, evidence based, and you know, there's no evidence these things work, so we shouldn't be doing yeah. them. Um, and then you've got others saying, yes, but people want them, so rather they be done by vets than others. I just, I would question and, any vet that was willing to give my cat homeopathy. Uh, I would just be seriously, yeah, seriously doubting Yeah, but that's because you'd know their... it's bullshit. Whereas, yeah, yeah but my... if you were a believer in homeopathy, you'd want a vet who would treat your 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 pet the same way that you want to be treated. Yeah, I guess the argument is that vets that would offer this shouldn't really be treating animals because clearly they don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I think this is actually really, really tricky. Because I can see the point of view of the vets who are saying, you know, they that it's best that the animals are under the care of a vet who knows what they're oh, doing. Oh, for sure. But I equally agree that the fact the vets, that they have a whole special interest branch who believe in this shit yeah. is just really problematic. And they clearly do believe it and use the whole, you know... Um, 
this is the responsible use of complementary therapies and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, my God. Anyway, um, yeah, so what, there's a nice infographic here I'm um, looking at. Um, so there's a, so this is, what is this? This is their survey. Um, have you ever observed the use of complementary alternative treatments by non-vets? Uh, for animals that have suffered unnecessarily because veterinary care was not obtained? Yes, 157 responses. No, 75. Um, then what's the other? Do you consider that an animal's owner has the right to receive alternative treatments or therapies if they've provided informed consent? Yes, 206. No, 26. Um, do you think it is more important for animal owners to seek complementary alternative therapies from vets? Than seek them elsewhere yes 177 so yeah <sighs> tricky so i guess the the real problem here is that uh because we're dealing with animals rather than humans the the laws around what is reasonable treatment for animals is uh, more lax than it would well, be is for it? Humans. because presumably if it was that why would we even have all of these uh, oh, I guess because of the informed consent thing, so people can give informed consent to have bad treatment yeah. because yes. they believe in it. Mm. Yeah. What would, of course, the, the ideal would be that, um, yes, vets could give complementary therapies and that all vets should do this, but the perfect scenario would be that when the people come to the vet to get their complementary therapy, they they are, say, no. there, there's a, what are you offering me that bullshit some for? sort of there's disclaimer a, there's, a, there's a there's a no there's the kind of like this is all the evidence why this is not right. going to work yeah. and kind of thing mm. yeah okay we'll give you some homeopathic pills but you should know that it's all bullshit and it's not going to do anything but mm. don't tell your vet uh, your, your pet yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, it's really yeah it's really tricky Anyway, certainly no vet who's very, very disappointed with the understanding. The um, because of course it again it, the fact that they now have this policy, basically, endorses endorses the it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's um, implicit endorsement. <sighs> okay. So anyway, moving on there you to go. that's Woo Zealand. Something which I'm sure will be much less frustrating. Oh, Delia's my dubious, dubious device. device. Yeah, well, I was going to talk about um, a uh, a little machine I saw that Doctor Oz was um, was uh, talking about, um, but actually, I want to talk a little bit about the um, these amazing um, what are they called? Uh, ear oh, seeds. seeds. Okay, I'd never heard of eared seeds before. So thank you to the um, the lovely people on the. Uh, Society for Science-Based Healthcare uh, Facebook page who have popped these up, and so they they like little. Well, you so you can you you can use seeds. I think this is the traditional thing. So the idea being that your ear uh, is connected to the rest of your body, and so if you put these little seeds, they used to use literally seeds uh, on a little with a little plaster. If you pop them at different points in your ear, then it's the whole acupressure mm -hmm. thing, and then so you don't um, put them down your ear canal. You don't do that. No, right. you shove them in your little thing, in your little ear, in different places, and then of course they'll help you with everything. And um, they're kind of amazing. So let me find. So I've been looking for some 
for some evidence whether they work or not. Um, Let me guess, they don't. (laughs) Well, in their defence. So here's the thing about the medical, yes. In their defence, the ear is connected to the rest of the body. (laughs) That's true, it is. You're right. You're absolutely right. Just perhaps not quite in the way that they they believe it is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the. uh, So. I've found lots and lots of papers. I'm just trying to find. Um, so, the, so they were kind of amazing. They, um, you can get them in aromatherapy versions. So these will be uh, seeds uh, that have been um, seeds uh, that smell like with essential yeah. oils. Yep. Yeah. So you can you can put that in. Um, you can also get them. Uh, in uh, Swarovski crystal versions. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, wow. Do the crystal uh, ones work things. better? Or do they also have crystal healing properties or something? Um, I'm not sure they claim them to be anything so they're just, other they're than just more, expensive. more bling. And prettier. More bling. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, I shall have a look. How much more are they? Because if they're um, not, I'd say definitely go with the Swarovski crystal. 160p Swarovski crystal ear pellets are $98, whereas the aromatherapy ones are oh, $12 for 120 So, yes, they're quiet. Whereas the invisible clear tape ones are... 160 of them, $25. So, yeah, the bling ones but are But they're Swarovski crystals, so they'll anyway. be worth more in the future. <laughs> it's very collectible. True, true. Um, yeah, so I've been looking uh, at um, papers. Um, what have I found? I found one that, what was their results? Um, so they all look a little bit like, well, they don't have many people in them for starters. Um, they're very, very bad statistical analysis, <laughs> uh, if we're not surprised. Um, what was this one for? This one is for to about pain. And they're saying, um, they're saying it works. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's lots of papers. And the ones that I've found, there are all sorts of different things. Um, they seem to be in pretty shonky journals um this is an interesting one but i can't actually get the paper uh, it's just looking at their um um their uh what do you call it their um abstract sorry their abstract this was about whether you could use these for nausea and um it had Fairly, actually, they don't even tell you how many people they had in this trial, but there was there was a difference between the placebo and the test groups, um, and also the sham and the test group. So they did at least a sham thing, although that was very approaching, not being significant. But interesting, um, age and gender were significant covariates. So what this means is that. Uh, and they don't say which way it went. So that so basically one of the genders was more likely to have an effect than the other. So what I suspect is the the, the stronger a placebo effect you believe this to be <laughs> probably <laughs> probably worked for you. Um, mm. Yes, yeah, so it's been trialed for all sorts of things. It's been trialed for breast cancer. Um, they say it works for the, this, the, this, this paper says it works for constipation in patients with breast cancer. Um, <sighs> And 
Yeah. So, but although they don't have, so they had people who had this acupressure, but people who then just had the normal care, um, but they don't actually do sort of sham stuff. So it's kind of, yeah, kind of interesting. So I think the placebo effect is probably very, very, um, very highly in, a, in, a, in use here. Did anyone else um, have those little anti-nausea mm. bracelet things in the like 80s or 90s? Had a little had a little button oh, on them, and the button those. would go on yeah. your wrist, and you'd wear the bracelet. Yeah. It was supposed to help you with your um, travel sickness. Yeah, reminded me of that. Probably just gave you something to think about other yeah, than being nauseous. <laughs> you can still I'm get sure them. Yeah, I think so. Um, wow, I nearly a hundred dollars for ones useful for scuba diving. Apparently, hmm. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. Anyway, so that's I don't my, think so the price I'm, is indicative of effectiveness. No, so I'm calling it a dubious, dubious device. I think those studies look pretty ropey. Yes, myself. I'm not convinced about the, um, the designation device either. Uh, just for yeah. the record, I don't. Um, I don't think it's quite in the same category as your previous dubious device. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So you want me to find Five, something? Four, four okay. Out, all right. Four I, I apologi- apologize. Put more effort for in. For next I month, I will find something. That particularly dubious more it, maybe those, even christmas themed oh okay oh, that's my know. challenge a christmas okay. themed dubious device all right oh you guys are hard taskmasters word of the day word of the day word of the day there it is for you guys to look at it is decordate Um, is it? Can you give tell us whether it's a verb or a, a noun or what is it? That would be a. I don't know. I th- this is a pretty easy one. I don't think I'm going to give you any clues just straight away. Well, the fact that it's got deck on the front makes me think it's ten of something. So... Deck or date? <laughs> no. Um, the. Um, I was trying to think what cordal means. Um, oh, it's gonna, I, I think it's like removing something. Um, and it's just making me think of blood vessels and things and veins and nerves and stuff. Are you gonna go with veins? Something, and nerves, something medical. <laughs> That, that's my answer. Something medical. Something medical. That's very the, vague, Susie. I'm spell- not sure so allow the, that. So, um, so the spelling of it is interesting because yeah. we should actually t- say how it's spelled. There's D-E-C-A-U-D-A-T-E. Yeah, that's so why. When you, when you say decordate, I assume it had an R in it, but no. Oh, I see. C-H. No, yeah. Cool. Um, no, it is a C-A-U-D. Um, well, my is mind is best particularly best blank on this. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, okay. Craig, what do you think? I think that my mind is particularly blank on this. It just feels to me like the removal of something. So removal of something. Yes. So you're, changing so, your answer to so something you're talking, you're talking no, about, you're no, talking no, about but medical, I'm saying medically related, but so medical. So you're thinking something. that the, the D yeah. prefix yeah. is, yes. um, important rather than dick. Yeah. That's what so I would it's say. removal rather than ten of something. Yeah. Okay. What about right. you, Craig? Are you going to commit to deck? 
<laughs> well, not now that's been pointed out. Although oh, most, oh, is this most to do words. With, so, or it is inaudible. Uh, hang on, you so had this... your guess already, Susie. So oh, most, well, I'm changing my guess. Mo- I... Most words oh, that are D something are actually hyphenated. So it would be D hyphen something. No. Okay, but I'm changing my, my thing to, um, so to something to do with auditory. Uh, so so if, so what let's do a team effort here, Craig. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. There are okay, rules, all right, all right. people. I'll let, I'll let Craig have the the ten auditory things. This is something with ten ears. Okay. Can can you give me a clue <laughs> like by using spiders, this as a sentence, I don't know Nathan? <laughs> Was that a question, Craig? Yeah, can you give me a clue by using it in a sentence? No. <laughs> Late- well, that was sneaky. Later, I'm going to decordate something. Okay, so it is a verb. Apparently, it's a verb. Yes, and that's why I think it was. De- 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 I'm, oh, yeah, right. I'm sticking okay. with my removal okay. of something. So, yes, it's it's definitely a removal. It has nothing to do with Tim. Um. All right, well, let's. I Just as a guess, I'm going to say it's a removal of an ear. Craig's going with removal of an ear. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's probably wrong. <laughs> ear. Okay. Um, so the question is, do I give Susie a half a point for that? I don't know. <laughs> yes. So, yes, you do. Decordate is to cut the tail off. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah? I, no, I, right. yeah, I you, you should definitely right. give me half a point, at least for the removal thing. Oh. I'm a of a point. Oh, a third. You, what's the resolution of points here? <laughs> well, it's decimal. It's infinitely resolute. No, come on. That, that's that's like half the word. That's ha- half the meaning I got right. Fine. I demand a half point a point. five for Susie. Thank you. Uh, no points for Craig, though, because it's... <laughs> I had the removal Yeah, but something. that's only after, only after Susie said it. Insisting it was. Yeah. And of course, decordate, cord from the Latin for tail. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Cordate. Okay. Yep. Good. And yep. Craig. That's where I wish I knew some Latin. Craig. So Craig. is this a medical word? Craig. You've got a quote for us, Craig. Look at your oh, quote. Oh, okay. Yes, I Go do. Go on. Do your quote, Craig. Right. Okay. This is from Rebecca Watson. Woo-hoo. Yay. Because I was pressured into it. <sighs> Rebecca said let's drop the whole atheist evangelism thing and call out bullshit questions like what does atheism have to offer for just what they are bullshit I mean what does knowing the earth goes around the sun have to offer who cares it just is Rebecca Watts woohoo it's a nice quote You've been listening to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. If you have any questions or feedback, please contact us on Facebook or check out the contact form on our website, thecusp.org.nz. Is that, is that really the case, though? I mean, I've, I've posed for photos like that. With my head at an astronaut. No, no, it literally says she's well. She flew on two space shuttle missions in 1999 and 2009. Oh, okay. Oh, hang on, sorry. Is that me? What? No. No, that's that's that was a... Julie Payette, the Governor General of, <laughs> of Canada. <laughs> I just had a sudden somebody else talking in my ear. 
Maybe oh, it was it's not Julie. On one of the websites or something, is it? Quite possibly. Oh, oh right. Oh no 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 no. You've opened a tab. Also played. So is the voice on. telling you that you, you can earn audio. loads and loads of money and buy a Ferrari and look how cool my, <laughs> my Lamborghini is because I get those all the time. <laughs> well, don't you get the one about the Russian woman, mail or the yeah, bride? Yeah, that one too. <laughs> and the Kiwi <laughs> method. I don't know what the Kiwi method is because I've never listened to the video, but kind of interested to know. Anyway, so she's super awesome. Anyway.